Today on Commuter Bible, Jerusalem's nosy neighbors narc on the temple builders, and the tables turn sharply against them. It's Ezra chapters 5 through 7 and Isaiah chapter 16. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. If you have siblings, then there was likely a time when you tried to get them in trouble for doing something you didn't like, only to find out they were told to do it by your parents. In similar fashion, the governor and rulers that oversee the region west of the Euphrates alert King Darius that the Jews are building the temple. Oh no! The king's reply? Leave them alone. If anyone tries to stop them, they will be impaled on a beam from their own house. Well, the temple is completed with great joy, and after 60 years of silence, we are introduced to Ezra, a man with unique skills and special instructions from the king. Ezra, chapters 5 through 7. But when the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, son of Iddo, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, son of Jozadak, began to rebuild God's house in Jerusalem. The prophets of God were with them, helping them. At that time, Tatanai, the governor of the region west of the Euphrates River, Shetharbazani, and their colleagues came to the Jews and asked, Who gave you the order to rebuild this temple and finish this structure? They also asked them, What are the names of the workers who are constructing this building? But God was watching over the Jewish leaders. These men wouldn't stop them until a report was sent to Darius, so that they could receive written instructions about this matter. This is the text of the letter that Tatanai, the governor of the region west of the Euphrates River, Shethar Bozani, and their colleagues, the officials in the region, sent to King Darius. They sent him a report, written as follows. To King Darius, all greetings. Let it be known to the king that we went to the house of the great God in the province of Judah. It is being built with cut stones, and its beams are being set in the walls. This work is being done diligently and succeeding through the people's efforts. So we questioned the elders and asked, Who gave you the order to rebuild this temple and finish this structure? We also asked them for their names, so that we could write down the names of their leaders for your information. This is the reply they gave us. We are the servants of the God of the heavens and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and finished. But since our ancestors angered the God of the heavens, He handed them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this temple and deported the people to Babylon. However, in the first year of King Cyrus of Babylon, he issued a decree to rebuild the house of God. He also took from the temple in Babylon the gold and silver articles of God's house that Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem and carried them to the temple in Babylon. He released them from the temple in Babylon to a man named Sheshbazar, the governor by the appointment of King Cyrus. Cyrus told him, Take these articles, put them in the temple in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its original site. 
Then this same Sheshbazar came and laid the foundation of God's house in Jerusalem. It has been under construction from that time until now, but it has not been completed. So if it pleases the king, let a search of the royal archives in Babylon be conducted to see if it is true that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. Let the king's decision regarding this matter be sent to us. King Darius gave the order, and they searched in the library of Babylon in the archives. But it was in the fortress of Ecbatana, in the province of Media, that a scroll was found with this record written on it. In the first year of King Cyrus, he issued a decree concerning the house of God in Jerusalem. Let the house be rebuilt as a place for offering sacrifices and let its original foundations be retained. Its height is to be 90 feet, and its width 90 feet, with three layers of cut stones and one of timber. The cost is to be paid from the royal treasury. The gold and silver articles of God's house that Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple in Jerusalem and carried to Babylon must also be returned. They are to be brought to the temple in Jerusalem, where they belong, and put into the house of God. Therefore you must stay away from that place, Tatanai, governor of the region west of the Euphrates River, Shethar Bozanai, and your colleagues, the officials in the region. Leave the construction of the house of God alone. Let the governor and the elders of the Jews Rebuild this house of God on its original site. I hereby issue a decree concerning what you are to do, so that the elders of the Jews can rebuild the house of God. The cost is to be paid in full to these men out of the royal revenues from the taxes of the region west of the Euphrates River, so that the work will not stop. Whatever is needed, young bulls, rams and lambs for burnt offerings to the God of the heavens, or wheat, salt, wine, and oil, as requested by the priests in Jerusalem. Let it be given to them every day without fail, so that they can offer sacrifices of pleasing aroma to the God of the heavens, and pray for the life of the king and his sons. I also issue a decree concerning any man who interferes with this directive. Let a beam be torn from his house and raised up. He will be impaled on it, and his house will be made into a garbage dump because of this offense. May the God who caused his name to dwell there overthrow any king or people who dares to harm or interfere with this house of God in Jerusalem. I, Darius, have issued the decree. Let it be carried out diligently. Then Tatanai, governor of the region west of the Euphrates River, Shetharbaz and I and their colleagues, diligently carried out what King Darius had decreed. So the Jewish elders continued successfully with the building under the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah son of Iddo. They finished the building according to the command of the God of Israel and the decrees of Cyrus 
Darius, and King Artaxerxes of Persia. This house was completed on the third day of the month of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. Then the Israelites, including the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the elders, celebrated the dedication of the house of God with joy. For the dedication of God's house, they offered 100 bulls, 200 rams, and 400 lambs, as well as 12 male goats as a sin offering for all Israel, one for each Israelite tribe. They also appointed the priests by their divisions and the Levites by their groups to the service of God in Jerusalem, according to what is written in the book of Moses. The exiles observed the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month. All of the priests and Levites were ceremonially clean because they had purified themselves. They killed the Passover lamb for themselves, their priestly brothers, and all the exiles. The Israelites who had returned from exile ate it, together with all who had separated themselves from the uncleanness of the Gentiles of the land, in order to worship the Lord, the God of Israel. They observed the festival of unleavened bread for seven days with joy, because the Lord had made them joyful, having changed the Assyrian king's attitude toward them so that he supported them in the work on the house of the God of Israel. After these events, during the reign of King Artaxerxes of Persia, Ezra, Sariah's son, Azariah's son, Hilkiah's son, Shalom's son, Zadok's son, Ahitub's son, Amariah's son, Azariah's son, Mariah's son, Zerahiah's son, Uzi's son, Buki's son, Abishua's son, Phineas's son, Eleazar's son, the chief priest Aaron's son, came up from Babylon. He was a scribe skilled in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given. The king had granted him everything he requested, because the hand of the Lord his God was on him. Some of the Israelites, priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, and temple servants accompanied him to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. Ezra came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, during the seventh year of the king. He began the journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month and arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month, 
since the gracious hand of his God was on him. Now Ezra had determined in his heart to study the law of the Lord, obey it, and teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. This is the text of the letter King Artaxerxes gave to Ezra the priest and scribe, an expert in matters of the Lord's commands and statutes for Israel. Artaxerxes, King of Kings, to Ezra the priest, an expert in the law of the God of the heavens. Greetings. I issue a decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including their priests and Levites, who want to go to Jerusalem, may go with you. You are sent by the king and his seven counselors to evaluate Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of your God, which is in your possession. You are also to bring the silver and gold the king and his counselors have willingly given to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem, and all the silver and gold you receive throughout the province of Babylon, together with the freewill offerings given by the people and the priests to the house of their God in Jerusalem. Then you are to be diligent to buy with this money bulls, rams, and lambs, along with their grain and drink offerings, and offer them on the altar at the house of your God in Jerusalem. You may do whatever seems best to you and your brothers with the rest of the silver and gold, according to the will of your God. Deliver to the God of Jerusalem all the articles given to you for the service of the house of your God, you may use the royal treasury to pay for anything else needed for the house of your God. I, King Artaxerxes, issue a decree to all the treasurers in the region west of the Euphrates River. Whatever Ezra the priest, an expert in the law of the God of the heavens, asks of you must be provided in full, up to 7,500 pounds of silver. 500 bushels of wheat, 550 gallons of wine, 550 gallons of oil, and salt without limit. Whatever is commanded by the God of the heavens must be done diligently for the house of the God of the heavens, so that wrath will not fall on the realm of the king and his sons. Be advised that you do not have authority to impose tribute duty, and land tax on any priests, Levites, singers, doorkeepers, temple servants, or other servants of this house of God. And you, Ezra, according to God's wisdom that you possess, appoint magistrates and judges to judge all the people in the region west of the Euphrates who know the laws of your God and to teach anyone who does not know them. Anyone who does not keep the law of your God and the law of the king, let the appropriate judgment be executed against him, whether death, banishment, confiscation of property, or imprisonment. Blessed be the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's mind to glorify the house of the Lord in Jerusalem and who has shown favor to me before the king, his counselors, and all his powerful officers. So I took courage 
because I was strengthened by the hand of the Lord my God, and I gathered Israelite leaders to return with me. Isaiah chapter 16 Send lambs to the ruler of the land, from Selah in the desert to the mountain of daughter Zion. Like a bird fleeing, forced from the nest, the daughters of Moab will be at the fords of the Arnon. Give us counsel and make a decision. Shelter us at noonday with shade that is as dark as night. Hide the refugees. Do not betray the one who flees. Let my refugees stay with you. Be a refuge for Moab from the aggressor. When the oppressor has gone, destruction has ended, and marauders have vanished from the land, a throne will be established in love, and one will sit on it faithfully in the tent of David, judging and pursuing what is right, quick to execute justice. We have heard of Moab's pride, how very proud he is. His haughtiness, his pride, his arrogance, and his empty boasting. Therefore, let Moab wail. Let every one of them wail for Moab. You who are completely devastated, mourn for the raisin cakes of Kirharaseth for Heshbon's terraced vineyards and the grapevines of Sibma have withered. The rulers of the nations have trampled its choice vines that reached as far as Jazer and spread to the desert. Their shoots spread out and reached the sea. So I join with Jazer to weep for the vines of Sibma. I drench Heshbon and Eliela with my tears. Triumphant shouts have fallen silent over your summer fruit and your harvest. Joy and rejoicing have been removed from the orchard. No one is singing or shouting for joy in the vineyards. No one tramples grapes in the wine presses. I have put an end to the shouting. Therefore I moan like the sound of a lyre for Moab, as does my innermost being, for Kir Haras. When Moab appears and tires himself out on the high place and comes to his sanctuary to pray, it will do him no good. This is the message that the Lord previously announced about Moab. And now the Lord says, In three years, as a hired worker counts years, Moab's splendor will become an object of contempt in spite of a very large population. And those who are left will be few and weak. I always appreciate your encouraging notes and messages, so thank you to everyone who has reached out and expressed gratitude or asked questions about the show. I love hearing from you, so if you enjoy listening to Commuter Bible or if you have any questions or curiosities about the show, just drop me a line. You can reach out to me through email at admin at commuterbible.org. You can also message me through our Facebook page or Instagram. Just search for Commuter Bible on either of those platforms. 
Also, if you write a review or share the page with others, that goes a long way in supporting the podcast. Thank you for helping me to spread the word. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.